This is Andy Beads, the commander of the 506 Procrastination Battalion, and you're listening to the Escape Pod cast. This show was recorded in front of a live studio audience. All right, where's the record button so I can do this message? Um, yeah, I don't see it. Hold on. One is a Grand Arena Specialist from the UK. The other is a Territory Battle Tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. But with both having decades of hosting experience under their belt, the one thing we are sure of is you will be entertained. This is the Escape Pod Cast, a weekly look into the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, Live from the Nerdy Network Studios of Yavin 4, here are your hosts, Neil Andrew Ayer and Paul Anthony. Coming up on this week's edition of the Escape Pod cast. Not one, but two new units join the Hollow Tables in a new marquee event. Please, please, Neil, let me say it. Fine, I know you won't shut up until you do. I called it. BT1 and Triple Zero are here. Do you feel better now? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, we will go over their kits and discuss who we think the fourth will be for Afra. I'm sticking my guns with my call on this one. I know you are. We have a guest returning this week to update us on their progress with their passion project. Oh, who would this be? Oh, it is Botman from the Mandalorian Bot who will join us in our third segment, and he's even brought along a presentation, Neil. Well, that sounds like fun. We will also talk to the man behind the bot to get to know him a little bit better. Uh, what is this uh, Dickie was talking about? Some sort of remix? Yeah, apparently Dickie and the Noob has a new scene. Not sure what the hell that means, but it sounded important. Uh, we have an announcement regarding the show starting next month. And uh, Patreon's choice, of course, on the bridge, Neil. All this and breaking news as and if it happens. Right here on the Escape Pod Cast. The Escape Pod Cast News. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Escape Pod Cast. I'm your host, the Nev, and as always, I'm joined by my hetero-like partner, Paul Anthony. Paul, how are you doing? One of these days, Alice. One <laughs> of these days. <laughs> Thank you, Cast, for the 30th month of subscription as we uh, kick off this episode. 191 episodes. We're nine away from 200. Mm, yeah, that'd be nice. That's a nice round number. But it may not happen when people think that it may happen. Stay tuned to the end of the show. We'll explain why. All right. Um, it's been an interesting, uh, and a very interesting week with the announcement of a dual marquee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What were your thoughts when, when you saw that two characters were being released at the same time in the same marquee? Um, well, the... Um... Uh, the, uh, the 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 swagger player in me is like, oh look, they're doing something nice for the community. 
Um, and then the cynic in me is thinking, oh, my God, how lazy is this? They couldn't even be bothered to do two marquees. Well, no, they go, they, they're, <laughs> the droids that they brought to the game are an inseparable pair. I mean, yes, you yes, can separate they they, them. They, 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 I, I, you know, obviously the ca the caveat being um, that uh, you, you use them, you use them together. They're, they're only, they're only going to work together. They're not going to work separate. They're only going to work together. And let's be honest, they're probably only going to work um, with um, that sortie and with Dr. Afro. Yeah. There is a, um, there's another one that could be a dual marquee. And if it was the father of the will of the force, and you got the son and daughter in a dual marquee. That would be fun. If you have no idea what no, we're talking no. about, do, go do, watch do, Rebels. Do you, know, <laughs> do, you know, do you know what would be even more fun? Tell us, Neil. Tag and Bink. <laughs> they, they, have of created, um, they have created a marquee event that allows for Tag and Bink. We, we first need to make Tag and Bink canon somehow. No, 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 they don't have to be canon. It's okay, yeah, it's true because the legends events, but they don't have to be canon to be in uh, to be in the game. HK47 isn't canon. You're very you're very true uh with that Dr. Jojo. Um, so they could they could they could totally bring in they could totally bring in Tag and Bink and have a lot of fun with it. They could have a lot of fun with tag because, like I said, you know they, they've been rebel soldiers uh, with the uh, with the the, the the white dome ones that the um, that you would normally see security officers for uh, old Iranian security officers. They've been Tie Fighter pilots, you know. They've been they would have. Troopers. I know we've we've said this. They'd have all the tags. <laughs> so so that you that you know that that the, they could have a lot of fun. Um, you know, they could have a lot of fun with them in, you know, by, by they're, they're all, they're the ones that are on the neutral kick. Why don't they give, you know, two characters that, you know, are neutral because they've literally been both rebels and empire, you know, throughout that. So they want a neutral character. Sure. It's non-canon. It's not Disney canon, but like, like we've, like we've expressed it's, it, it's not necessary. So, uh, all I'm, uh, so you, you, you think Darth Bane should be the character that we we should push for. I think that it should be Tag and Bink. Darth Bane, we I think we have a better chance at Darth Bane. I really do. If we got Malgus, we have Teak. a better chance at Darth Bane. What do you got? Teak. <laughs> you want Teak. Teak. <laughs> you you and your Ewoks. Uh, he could be the Mon Mothma to the Ewoks. <laughs> we're not going to get any more Ewoks. That's 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 a faction. That's not. Well, it's just not going to. I mean, th th there are other factions. Like even the Tuscans had more justification because they had. We had Tuscan characters in the Book of Boba, you know, and we all thought, oh, we're finally going to get some more Tuscans to, you know, give us a five man. Nope, nope. It would have been the cheapest and easiest marquee for them to do, um, and everybody that's already wailed out on the other Tuscans would have got the character. So boom, there you go. So, but no, they didn't. I'm surprised that in this, Bob, which, um, hello, Bob, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How, hello. <laughs> hello. Uh. Um, what? I, I'm surprised that with your namesake, 
that you don't want Mr. Bones from the Aftermath novels. I didn't know there was one. Yes. I haven't read him. <laughs> I thought he was from Star Trek. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, that's McCoy. Bone. No, that's McCoy. <laughs> oh, I'm trying right. to read more. I'm sorry. We need to shut him down. We, we need to reboot, reboot Bob. <laughs> we need to reboot Bob because making a Star Trek Star Wars crossover error is a cardinal sin. To a Star Wars, to Star Wars nerd, <laughs> we, we, we need to we need to recalibrate his uh, positronic brain right now. Reboot him. I'll boot up. I'll boot up Napster and download some audio files, <laughs> uh, like audio books. All right. Napster, yeah, de there's definitely a thought in your brain now. <laughs> I th I th you probably think Kazoo still exists, don't you? You're telling me it's not. I just got an no. update. All right, I, all right, hang on. We're gonna we're gonna shut down Bob. Okay, he's been rebooted. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right. So, um, these are scoundrel droids, by the way. They're not. A lot of people want to think that BT One and Triple Zero are Empire droids. No. They are scoundrel droids. They're murder droids owned by Dr. Aphra. Mm-hmm. Lots of bounty hunters had droids that were, you know, not not particularly nice droids. Well, C Cad Bane's Toto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, even even the even the droids, uh, even the droids that looked after Jedi children were um um, repurposed assassin droids because they, they if they sensed any harm towards a Jedi they just turn into like insta-kill murder droids it's nuts alright so here are the highlights on the uh, on the little card you know how they make the card for each character um, mm -hmm. Dark Duo when Triple Zero is an ally B BT1 assists and when Triple Zero uses a special ability BT-1 gains a granted ability while Triple uh, Zero is active. It can also get so excited when he defeats an enemy that he deals damage indiscriminately to both friend and foe. I love that about BT-1. Um, and he gains massive amounts of offense and benefits greatly uh, each time that he or Triple Zero defeat an enemy in 3v3 Grand Arenas. Um... And then uh, Triple Zero, when you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life, Triple Zero inflicts torture on his foes and then offers benefits to allies who damage or defeat enemies while torture is active, which in the marquee event, it is, it is powerful. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, words do spring to mind is the title of this one. Whenever Triple Zero or BT1 gain a stack of translation, they grant a stack of translation to the other, which we're going to get into because Triple Zero is a protocol, a protocol droid. droid. <laughs> yeah. And Triple Zero inflicts target lock onto random non-droid enemies at the start of his turn. And when a non-droid enemy is defeated, Triple Zero offers extra buffs and turn meter if a droid ally dealt the final blow. Darknar, thank you very much for the subscription. We appreciate that. Thank you for the uh, support of the show. All right. I mean, we're, Thad's going to go into, you know, the whole background of, of Triple mm -hmm. Zero and, and BT1. 
we're here, as we do every single time a new kit is released, to explain the kit, try to try to expound our doctorate of Swaga studies into uh into the 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 universe. So let's start with BT1. BT1's basic is overcharged laser. It deals physical damage to a target enemy three times and inflicts a sta uh, uh, dot for two turns. So not just a one-turn dot, it's hitting them twice before it expires. Yeah. The fact that it deals damage to a, a enemy three times... Careful using it against Nest, but other than that, that's pretty good. Special 1, Agent of Destruction with a cooldown of 3. Deals physical damage to all enemies and exposes them for one turn. Oh, and by the way, add a stack of damage over time for two turns. <coughs> now, remember that triple zero applies the target lock as we read in the summary. If they are target locked, inflict burning and another stack of damage over time for two turns. Use this under Vader. I mean, you're dealing out dots like they're candy. And mm -hmm. I think there is a candy named dots, and it's those horrible little confectionaries on a piece of paper. So don't go buying those. <laughs> All right, and that's it. He then goes, um, his unique one, homicidal counterpart, has a Zeta and an Omicron. Zeta, at the start of battle, BT-1 gains 10% critical damage for each droid ally, 10% potency for each dark side ally, and 5 speed for each scoundrel ally. If Trips is an active ally, the granted ability kill them all. And then whenever Triple Zero uses special ability, BT-1 assists doing 40% less damage. By the way, Kill Them All deals physical damage to all enemies and calls Triple Zero to assist. <laughs> yeah. So they're just working off each other all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Jojo says, dipping dots, maybe. Thaddeus loves dots, apparently. All right. And so here's the Omicron, something you might be interested in, Neil. 3v3 Grand Arena. Whenever BT1 or Triple Zero defeat an enemy, their cooldowns are refreshed and they gain 30% turn meter. Is yeah, that sure, enough? Is yeah. that enough? With the cooldowns being refreshed, is that enough for you to want to immediately put the Samacron on? No. I don't think so. No, it's not enough. No, because because well, the it will be useless against a datacon team. Maybe not. So, maybe so, not so much against non-datacon teams. But the whole point of datacon, uh, with the point, the whole point, the whole purpose of of omicrons was to give a team that little bit something extra, you know, that allows the team to then you know punch above its weight class, which which is which is completely negated if the team has a a datacon on it. So. No, I don't see. The, I don't see the. I don't see a massive amount of um, importance of Omicron, Omicrons in. Um, don't get me wrong, Omicrons in general are still good. That you know, you've got Omicrons for um, for territory battles. 
I mean, they're still fine, but Omicron's for Territory Wars and Omicron's for um, GAC. They're, they're, they're completely negated by uh, datacons. So very, very little value. Not as you still, you're still going to get value from the investment in the Omicron, just not as much investment because as, of the data you know, pr prior to uh, yeah, prior to datacons. So, so uh, yeah, if, if you find a team that doesn't have the data cons on it, yeah, sure. But what you're doing is you're cutting down the value of the Omicron. So you'd be looking at the entire board if there were no data cons. But what you're going to end up doing is just looking at teams that don't have data cons because you know, you'll know the mechanics and the maths, yeah. and you'll be able to work out in your head if 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 it's going to work not having to go against the data concept. Yeah. The Dr. Jojo, the official doctor of the Escape podcast, says that he disagrees that Datacrons negate Omicrons. Look at Ben Solo, look at Magus, yeah, they're, they're, and look at Starkiller's Unique. Yeah, there are exceptions. Yes, and, and I, 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 there are exceptions to the rule, and the doctor's done the exceptions to the rule there. Yeah, Big yeah, Country Mag uh, says there, if there are, all yeah, I, there are always exceptions to the rule. Yeah, if it was for all GACs, it would be better. I agree. Um, you know, just for three v three Grand Arena, and especially because and uh, who who said it here? I want to make sure that I give proper credit. Doctor Jojo says only three enemies in three v three. So if you're in three v three. That Omicron only gets to be used twice because once you defeat the third enemy, the match is over. Mm, yeah. So, not a fan. <laughs> yeah, Omicron's the, the 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 doctors just coming out with name. Yeah, that those the, the the Omicrons on those characters ain't gonna be as good against Datacon teams as they are against non-Datacon teams. That that that's just simple. That's just basic math. You know, you take two identical teams, one has a Datacon, the other doesn't have a Datacon, then your team, your Omicron team's obviously more likely to get a victory against the non-Datacon team than it is against the, the team with the Datacon on. That's the point I'm trying to make, is there's less chance of victory, therefore less, you know, value in, in, in investing in the Omicrons. Yeah. Uh, Bob, also be making sure that I don't flub any of this information, so follow along um, from your databanks if you can. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, unique 2 is Blastomech Prototype. BT1 gains 100% offense. Right then and there, the first line out of the kit, he doubles his offense no matter what. BT1 Whenever BT1 defeats an enemy, he gains a granted ability Haywire and takes a bonus turn. During the bonus turn, BT1 removes ability block and can only use Haywire. This is the really, really awesome animation of him going into the middle and just randomly shooting fire and missiles at everybody, which was in... Um, which was in the original run of Afra's comic, um, when he he couldn't tell who was friend or foe, and he just spit fire at everybody. So Haywire deals physical damage to all other characters. It's reduced by seventy five percent for your allies, and this damage cannot be evaded. But it also can't defeat allies or enemies. 
So it's a powerful AOE, literal AOE. Um, but it doesn't defeat anyone. The next thing you do though, throw a regular AOE. If they're all at one health, they're all gone. They're all gone, yeah, exactly. And I think Afra's gonna have an AOE in my head, I believe. All right. So BT1, thoughts? Yeah, good. Yeah, should be interesting. We'll see what happens. I'll definitely farm farm it when um uh, when it becomes available. But then I've run out of everything else to farm, so of course I'm gonna farm it when it becomes available. So uh, I've already got Hando at Relic Five, so I will will be maxing out and taking both these characters to Relic Five. So here's here's what I'm gonna say. If you want to use BT1 alone, BT1 will only have this part of his first unique. He gains 10% critical damage for each droid ally, 10% potency for each dark side ally, and 5 speed for each scoundrel ally. Still a nice bonus, but you don't get the uh you don't get the AoE with triple zero punching somebody in the face. Mm. Let's move on to triple zero here. Fatal shock is his basic ability, which <laughs> it's, I, I mean, I've seen this do very, very big damage. Steal deal special damage to target enemy and inflict shock for one turn. If they're not a droid and they're already shocked, stun them. If it defeats an enemy, gain a stack of translation for three turns. And remember, triple zero gains it, gives it to B BT1 at the same time. Specialized in torture is a special one cooldown of five with an Omicron, also for 3v3 Grand Arena. Final text. Deal special damage and inflict torture on a target enemy for one turn. I'm going to stop there and tell you what torture is. If you are tortured, you receive bonus damage equal to 10% of the character's max health. Reduce defense by 10% for the rest of the encounter when damaged by an attack. And also gain bonus turn meter or they cannot gain bonus turn meter. So this could be you this that to me screams anti-imperial troopers. Stopping people from gaining bonus turn meter. Mm -hmm. Throw that on Gideon. Rebels, rebels as well. Yeah. Torture is Malgus's debuff as what uh, Dr. Jojo says. <laughs> torture is wa having to wash dishes by hand, according to Thad. All right, so they <laughs> inflict torture on an enemy for one turn. Can't be copied, dispelled, evaded, resisted. If they already had torture, instead deal special damage to all enemies, and everybody, all dark side allies, gain a stack of translation for three turns. So a mass translation buff? That's pretty good. You pair that along with BT1's ability to reduce cooldowns, popping that pop, 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 pop all down the line of in a 3v3. Yeah, I, could, I mean, I could see that totally working. But that's the 
as you like to say, the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. While in 3v3, if uh, torture inflicted from this ability lasts for two turns, if BT1 is active, BT1 and triple zero recover 20% health and protection when the special is used. If the ability does defeat an enemy, all dark side allies gain 10% offense stacking no maximum for the rest of the encounter, doubled for dark side droids. That is an Omicron I can believe in, even though it's just 3v3. Yeah, and it's still not going to take out GLs. Well, I mean... And it's it's not going to take out GLs, and it's probably still not going to take out um, uh, um, uh, squads with level 9 datacons on them. Anything else I think would probably be fair game. Yeah. I do think that it's slightly tuned to be that 3v3 answer to Malgus. Yeah, no, and and, and that's fine. It's Malgus is non-GL. <coughs> I'm not talking about anything that's A-list. I'm just talking about stuff that's A, non-GL, and B, has a level 9 datacon on it, because, the, you know, CG had have already said they don't want anything that they're bringing into the game to just randomly be able to beat those. And if it does, they, you know, tweak things. So, yep. too too much RNG. <laughs> <laughs> Unique one in interrogation protocol. Dark side allies. So everybody on the team's getting twenty percent critical damage. Whenever a dark side ally uses an ability to on an enemy with torture. Grant the ally one stack of translation. So once again, you if you make um if you make them slow, could be very, very beneficial. Dark side allies gain five percent potency for each stack of translation on them, and it's doubled for droids. I'm gonna re- remind you translation is at one stack, gain thirty percent max health. Gain 15% critical chance at two stacks. And when you get to three, if only one uh, ally who gains, uh, who grants translation is present, decrease the character's cooldowns by one when they use their special ability. I mean, translation... It's good. Basic. It's good. Basic. Yeah. It's good. So, um, and then there's another Zeta, um, or there's... This is the Zeta. Um, it's on his unique two. Whenever trips or BT gain a stack of translation, they gain it to the they give it to the other one. At the start of trips' turn, inflict target lock for one turn on a random non-droid enemy that doesn't have it. Whenever a non so that, you know that's we were talking about this. That's kind of what um, IG uh, two thousand the ship does. Yeah. And whenever a non-droid enemy is defeated, the attacking ally recovers 30% health and protection. If the attacking ally is a dark side droid, they also gain offense up for two turns, 15% turn meter. And if it's BT-1, he gains offense up for two turns and 30% turn meter instead. Just straight up. <laughs> so, I mean, it, he, he gets double the turn meter for that. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what they work with. Uh, I'm sure um, the Grand Admiral 
was uh, testing away to his heart's content earlier on. Um, I think it was a five-hour stream, so some vigorous testing of <laughs> of these two droids has probably occurred at Relic Five. Yeah, it's we're we're gonna have to see. Um, mm. I I think Afra will have some more to say about these two droids. Mm -hmm. But what we have now, it's a fun pair, but I. Don't think I'm rushing out to get them, even though they lead to Afra. Yeah, <laughs> most 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 people that are, are rushing to it are rushing to it for Afra. So a couple of people will buy it and they'll just park it at Relic Five because you know we are we have been led to believe that that is what the event is going to be like. Similar lines to the legend, you know, it's it's well, a we know, we, like we, event. We're not just led to believe it's official now. Yeah, it is official now. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side of these messages, we're going to talk about some of the problems that the game that we love so much is currently uh, undergoing. Right after these messages right here on the Escape Pod cast. HotBot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or territory wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Hey there, listeners. Merchandise specialist Critty K here. Do you enjoy the Escape Pod and want to support the channel and get something a little extra for yourself as well head on over to tpublic.com slash user slash the escape podcast and grab a team neil team paul critty play or many other fun padawan designs on your choice of shirt cup sticker mask or even a magnet and be sure to check out the mrs anthony shirts channel on the escape podcast discord and get the latest info on the other designs i make as well Sometimes there's even a sale going on, so it is smart to stop on by. Thank you for supporting the Escape Pod cast. Podawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including after-show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Escape Pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. 
You're listening to the Escape Pod Cast. And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You know, it's a uh, it's always a fun day. Neil right now uh, is having to interface with the game in order to do his fleet climb, which I totally understand. My payout oh, no, was two good. minutes ago. Uh, I can put it on auto now. Death Star's just destroyed their ships. So, okay. Yeah, full, yeah. full auto. Full metal jacket? Full metal jacket. <laughs> All right. So... A issue that started with the latest title update that has plagued GAC, has plagued many modes, but nonetheless, it still is uh, having an issue. I'm going to read the forum post here. We've been working hard to address the increase in in-game freezes since the most recent title update. The issue has been difficult to diagnose, and we're working to get this resolved as soon as possible. Of course, you bring Hondo to the game, you have problems, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. After analyzing player feedback, recorded video, and screenshots, we're seeing some common trends when this freeze occurs. The UI and 3D models are completely frozen. This includes the loading spinner being frozen. All tap inputs are no longer registering. Audio still plays despite all user interface and models being frozen. Background and foregrounding the app does not seem to change anything. Normally, we have crash reporting logs and telemetry data to help diagnose issues like this. But due to the nature of this issue, these methods are proving insufficient in helping us pinpoint the cause. And so... We could really use the Swaga community's help to gather more information directly. If you have been experiencing crashes or freezes, fill out the survey below to ensure that we have as much information as possible to aid in the investigation. Your information may prove critical in diagnosing the issue and getting it fixed as quickly as we possibly can. For those watching live, the if you are experiencing the issue, I have put the link to the uh, to the survey. Thank you for your patience and support you have given us in tackling this. And by the way, if you are not um, if you're not part of the uh, live show, it will also be down below um, in the show notes in case you don't go to the forums and go to the uh, get forum post get the link exactly. Have you experienced this? Have uh, Bob or or Nev? Have either of you experienced a freezing issue yet? Not no, at all. Not a crash. But I, I've not. I've not been play, You know, I don't play territory wars an awful lot, um, and I do the bare minimum in GAC. So yeah, I, I'm I'm not a particularly likely candidate. Um, you know, because I do not play GAC heavily. Uh, I, I've, I've barely touched it with my old either so i so across both platforms ios and android i've i've not come across anything but like i say i i'm not a good person to ask because i don't play the game as much as someone else some other the other people out there that are suffering from crashes i wonder how much it has to do with maybe how old someone's phone is or if they're playing on blue stacks or something like that because i have an s20 note so it's a newer phone and it never ever crashes 
um, even on my blue stacks and my horrible computer, it, it doesn't crash for me ever. So, um, Dr. Jojo has an S21 Ultra. I've seen that in the, uh, I've seen that it's happening on newer phones, which is the, f- the scary part. The theory of newer phones or, or older phones having problems. I think I'm still rocking a, uh, iPhone 12. Um, I'm not I'm, having I'm, any I'm problems. Still, I'm still, I think I'm not sure if this is, this is either, a, this is either a 10 or 11. I'm not sure. I think 11 was the first. Uh, 10 or 11, and I'm not having any problems with it. I didn't have any problems with a 6E either. Dr. Jojo the says only pro- the only issue I had with the 6E was the battery overheating when I was streaming on it for too long. <laughs> Blue Stacks has been immune. Um, Dr. Jojo says iPhone has not been affected. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bundy says, I was having trouble with freezing on my old phone, and, and I bought my cheap $100 Walmart Samsung A12 back in February, and I haven't had a crash since. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes just, a, you know, sometimes you just, just, different diff- little little bit of different technology I, I have multiple different tablets some of them are old older than others um but they all like serve a purpose individually because they're good at one thing even though that you know try to use them as a tablet for something else uh-uh, it's not gonna happen <laughs> it's not gonna happen at all i have a tablet that does nothing except play um uh, emulators that's it that's all it does because it's that old uh, of an arcos tablet that it's it's double di- you know double digit years age so it's like a dinosaur um so i can imagine the different um, mobile devices having different hardware ha- having different conflicts with software i mean that's that's the trouble when it comes to phone uh to, to mobile games you know Half your user base is on Android. Half your user base is on iPhone. When it comes to Android, you know, it's spread out amongst a whole slew of different uh, developers. Apple Mm. only does Apple. Yeah, yeah. No, I I mean, it's it's one of the reasons why I've I've wanted to... I keep... Look, I keep... I've, I've been keeping my eyes peeled for like a... Uh, a cheap and cheerful secondhand um, iPad, so that I can just do the game on it on iPad, so that I'm so it's no longer on my phone. Um, that's something I'm keeping because because I'm w- w- when I've got it on my phone, the temptation is there to constantly turn it on and play the game when it's on you, and I, I'm just sick of doing that. So <laughs> I like the the reason why my alt excuse me the reason why I play my alt so little is because it's on the tablet. You know, and I don't have my tab. I don't carry my tablet with me everywhere. So yeah, um, somebody mentioned the i iPads. So yeah, you, you, but the thing is, it needs to be iOS fifteen or more. So the, it the, it'd have to be an iPad. Basically, it's got to be beyond iPad generation five. Yeah. In order for in order for it to work, but uh, yeah, Bob, I, you I got a big much like to do that. You got a big grin on your face. What what's your experience? With what? Just with with all of this. What what are you? Uh, what have you been? Uh, what have you been smiling about over there? Oh, I don't know. I'm just smiling, man. You know me. 
<laughs> I'm just listening. No, I haven't. I haven't. Like I said, I haven't experienced any crashes or anything like that. I don't have any uh, tablets. I just have my phone and uh, the computer. So um, it always works. It's blue yeah. stacks is slow, but yeah, I don't have no thing is the cr- crashes have been around for so long. Crashes when I was playing four accounts, um, and I was doing every single GAC meticulously for all four. I would get a crash every single stream on one of those four accounts because everything was on blue stacks. Um, you, you ask anybody that ha- that plays multiple accounts that, that, that you'll get, you know, on blue stacks, you you'll get a crash at least one on one account over one long period stream. Cause I used to get it all the time. If I was doing four accounts, it would take me two to three hours to stream. One of those accounts would crash and it sucked. It was never the one on my phone, though. Thankfully, <laughs> it was always one of the blue stacks. Blue stacks counts. Yeah, uh, Dad, Dad says that he's had it on. Uh, that he's have had it happen to him on blue stacks. Um, Doctor JoJo's like me. Before these updates, I went for years without any crashes. I think that I've crashed twice. And that's when it was really hot out, and I was yeah. trying to play the game in the summer. Yeah, no, no. That that, that I, I, the only time it's ever crashed on my iPhone is when the battery is overheated. So it's not so much the game that's crashing; it's the phone crashing, and as a consequence, the game crashes. <laughs> so it's not. The, it's not. Yeah, it's not the actual game. Cra- for, for me, it was never the game crashing. It was the phone crashing because I'd overheated the battery. Uh, Smash Swaga says even the uh, best machines ca- can handle four uh, accounts. Or not even the best machines can handle four <laughs> accounts. <laughs> yeah, but hey, mine was fine. It was fine. It was just, it would just crash. And then, yeah, I would I, have to. I mean, we've given Bob, you know, an account over in Yevon 4, and sometimes he fails to even boot up the game. Yeah, there you well, go. See, well, there, like, there you go. Like Nev said, it's only accessible on my laptop, <laughs> so I can only log in maybe twice. But you're right. There's some times where I'm just doing something else and I forget. But I, I wish I had an, a side phone just for my alt account. A side yeah. side phone, kind of like your side chick. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, yes. no. Um, my d- side. D- d- don't don't d- tell d- my smash, other phone. Smash Swagger's mistaken. It, it, it the the four accounts weren't on one machine. Well, they, they were all yeah, on yeah, blue sure. stacks. When, when I was when I was doing when I was streaming using blue stacks, yeah, all four I could log into all four accounts using blue stack on the PC. But when I wasn't in front of the PC, I was just randomly playing it on. Uh, I was randomly playing the the um, uh, the account the, the the accounts on two tablets. So I would have two accounts on one tablet and two accounts on another. So I wouldn't have all four accounts and I'd be trying to switch between the four accounts on one tablet. That would have been a nightmare to try and remember. So I just, it was easier. You know, the, the t- two big accounts went on one tablet, two small accounts went on the other tablet. And then I knew exactly what I was doing and I would switch back. I mean, you, this this was hours of my day. Every single day doing four accounts. Well, it's I mean, not- it, was, it was also during, you know, it was also during the pandemic and... You were, we were doing the chain. I just wanted to, I just wanted to be the first, I just wanted to be the first person to get, um, quad, the the, the quad. Yeah. I just wanted to be the first person to get the quad. That was it. It's as simple as that. And I was, I was the first person to get a quad. 
four uh, times in a row. So apparently... I wasn't the first person to get a quad. I was the first person to get a quad four times in a row. If you don't know what that means, that's Kaiba four times in a row. In the old GAC. Across four accounts. So that 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 was version that was version one of GAC. Right. Uh by the way, a uh, new update has been uh sent out. Uh Ben and Ray in GAC. Um I don't know what it was. Um, an unintended interaction between Ray and Ben and GAC has been brought to our attention, and the team is actively looking into it. We'll keep you updated as we know more. I'm sure somebody's going to tell me in chat. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's yeah. going to explain it. Um, it makes my job easier. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and uh, um, a- as of, let's see. As of maybe two hours ago, they fixed it. So there's your breaking news as and if it happens. The Ray and Kylo right issue. here on the escape pod. <laughs> uh, says the 51% threshold for Ray Cast. on Ray for Solo to die. If both Ray, Ray's GL and JTR were on the field, it would... Ben would sacrifice for JTR, not GL Ray. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I would say that that is a uh, big problem. If you have yeah, both that's a problem. <laughs> so, well, they 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 will make these complicated kits. They will make these complicated kits and they'll roll them out without beta testing them. They do tell that. So, so the, 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 hey, they, they, you know, they made their bed. They got a lie in it when it comes to these errors and the anguish and vitriol that they receive from the community regarding these types of issues. Well, I know that they do test. I know for a fact that they still do test, but they're doing it internally. And when you work for a gaming company, you, of course, don't know everything that the community can do. How many times did they have to patch maps in different first-person shooters because somebody found a way to jump on a trash can and then jump on an air conditioning unit and then get out, out of the map? Yeah. Well, the, 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 exact same th- the exact same thing happened with Slacker. I mean, at least with Slacker, what they did was correct which was they 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 had to if you remember they every every few weeks he would get a buff because obviously you know he was one of the first gls out and they didn't want normal teams beating the gls um so instead of you know an initial before the big nerf before the nerfening before the big nerf of 2021 rather than nerf characters they were just they just kept on buffing slacker and every now now and then something would increase with slacker um so uh yeah it's going to be uh interesting to uh, <laughs> to see how uh, how many um patches and hot fixes are required in order to fix you know the the uh, the swolo issue with it, give it 3 I'll give it th- you know 3 there's going to be at least I think there's going to be at least 3 hot fixes before they settle on yep we're happy with the mechanics doing what they're doing now you know, 
Uh, I don't think that they'll ever just leave it. This is not. Uh, this is not a. Uh, um, this is not like uh, the time where we discovered what the Jawas could do to the Geos <laughs> after the Geos had their rework and and CG were like, ah, oh, sod it. You know what? We'll just leave it in there for you. We'll we'll just leave it in there. You know, because not that many people are going to max out the Ewoks um, and the bombs going off left, right and centre probably isn't going to turn into a thing. I mean, it did. It turned into a thing. But at the time, CG just left it because they thought, oh, it's only affecting the Geos. Don't worry about it. We'll leave We'll leave that in there for you. That's not going to happen with this. It's not because people will be like, no, 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 get it changed. Have it doing what it's supposed to do. So um, Dr. Jojo says, I think that it was an error if you left Ray under 50% and lost the next battle. She had the buff even at 1%, and she had to go above 50% before it would be able to be taken off. Yeah. So there you go. The two of them be basically became invincible unless you got them up above 51% and then back down. Yeah, that wouldn't have been easy. All right. Um, I mean, how is how are you handling? And and I guess you know we we've had some issues. Um, GA Center is currently not on. Um, yeah, we couldn't get a scrape this we, week. We couldn't so, get a well, scrape. We, couldn't, we couldn't get the stats, and we may not get the stats. So I mean, th this. And the freezes issue. How is this going to affect GAC? Uh, GA Center. I mean, GAC. I mean, if if we if we don't if we don't get the data, then uh, if we if we do if we don't continue to get the data, then we'll just moth mothball GA Center until um, SEP lets us know that it's, that it's returned to a state where we can get the stats. So uh, if we can't get the stats, we'll just declare a, a we'll we'll declare a season winner based on the uh, the current set of stats that we've got um you know up to and including the last month you know so it would be a nine week season as opposed to a 12 week season um but uh, yeah we just wait uh, if 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 we can if sep can get the if, you know if if cg fix the issue and sep can do the scrapes great if not like i said we'll just be on hiatus until we can get the data again <laughs> Dr. Jojo says FGA Center. Wait, that didn't turn out right. F4 GA Center. F4 GA Center, yeah. <laughs> F, F's, F's, F's in the chat for GA Center because we, yeah. You were, d d hey, don't get me wrong. We could probably get the stats manually, but I don't love, I, I love GA, you know, I love GA Center because uh, it's like my baby, but I don't love it that much. <laughs> that that I would be prepared to give up like five, six, seven, however many hours um doing, if, you know, if the somebody... production. Because I would have to I would literally have to click on every single individual um competitor's um stats. It could. And then record it, them and then yeah, be a pain in the ass. It could happen, especially if you had somebody doing it for you or, you know, somebody clicking on it, reading it off and and, you know, this person that just so happens to, you know, love to put information in spreadsheets could sit there and, and type it in for you. 
Yeah, they, just they, saying. They could, but it would. They could, but it would still take them hours. It's a team so, effort. Well, Teamwork makes the dream work. Neil makes the dream work. Yeah, but and and if GAC if GAC was still in my heart, um, yeah, maybe. But I have no passion for GAC at the moment. I have zero passion for GAC at the moment. So it's kind of like just moving along, just moving along. Bob, uh, what, what's your what's your thoughts on this? And tell us if any errors, because we've got a long um, story time this uh, this week. Uh, no, no errors. You guys did well today. I'm proud of you. Um, made my job easy. Um, yeah, and Grand Arena, yeah, kind of is sucking. I will agree on that with that. So um, I, I don't even, like, I fear Grand Arena Center now because I have to make the you know, my report, and it's always more embarrassing. Like, I'd rather not put one on there, but I know it's my, you know, due it's diligence to do it. Yeah. yeah, so I do it, but it's like, I can't remember the last time I couldn't wait to post something. It was like like five or six months ago. So, but yeah, that's about it. All right. So, uh, coming up in this break, story time with Uncle Thad tells us all about the murder droids. And when we come back, the creator of the Mandalorian bot will join us and update us on everything that they've done with the bot in the past year, right here on the Escape Pod cast. HotBot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Podawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shitty Bill's Arena tracking bot, after show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind the scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the escape pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to the escape podcast. The Escape Pod, cast for kids. It's really cool. Hello there, Padawans, and welcome back to another episode of Storytime with Uncle Thad. Today, 
we are not going to talk about just one character. Oh no. Today we are going to talk about the most dynamic duo in all of Star Wars. That's right, my friends. It's my glorious pleasure to reveal, to discuss the marvelous murder droids Triple Zero and BT1. Normally, I would talk about these two characters separately, but that would be a disservice to them, and I definitely do not want them angry at me. So with that, let's talk about these two marvelous murder droids and see where they fit in Star Wars canon. 000 refers to the triple zero protocol matrix implanted in a masculine dark silver protocol droid during the Galactic Civil War. Originally created thousands of years before the Separatists split from the Republic, when combined with its droid body, this matrix was considered too dangerous to be left functioning. Not only was his sarcasm biting, but so too were his many devices of torture that came standard on this model of protocol droid. When the protocol matrix and the droid were together, Triple Zero, or Trip, became a top-rate assassin droid with homicidal tendencies. But Trip was never far from his BFF BT-1. BT was actually designed by the same Imperial think tank that was responsible for the creation of the first and second Death Star. Imagine that, being created by the same guys who wanted to blow up planets. These scientists used that same gumption to design a planet-killing weapon that they used to create BT-1. Designed to look like an astromech droid, BT-1 was a well-armed, completely upgraded droid of absolute destruction. He was so relentless in his pursuit of death that after he was created, BT eliminated the entire engineering staff of the facility that he was created in and then destroyed the facility. I mean, that's hardcore. As you may have guessed by now that these two aren't your normal droids. BT is equipped with an everything from, a, from rotary blaster chambers, plasma fluid, and even surface-to-air proton torpedoes. While Triple Zero doesn't have the same armaments as BT, he does have a variety of different torture devices, not least of which is his razor wit. These two droids were originally grouped together to work with Dr. Chelly Afra. Afra had salvaged BT and needed the Triple Zero Protocol Matrix to awaken the little assassin. She was unable to get the droids herself, but through a turn of luck, or maybe just misfortune, the Dark Lord himself, Vader, was able to step in and awaken both droids. And for a time, Afra, Vader, and the droids traveled together collecting other droids to serve the Dark Lord's personal needs. This was until, you know, Afra faked her own death to avoid working with Darth Vader. I mean, you could call in sick to other jobs, you just can't call in sick with Vader. You can call in dead, but not sick. Then the two just sort of skipped around different planets with their plucky archaeologist friend, leaving murder and mayhem in their wake. In short, these two droids are going to make a fun pair of new characters to play with. And with that, let's go over their kits and see exactly how their abilities stack up in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Triple Zero and BT-1 are dark side droids who primarily work with scoundrels. You know what they say about scoundrels, don't you? I don't either, but it's something to the effect of if you hang around one too long, you'll start to go blind and your palms start growing hair or something. I'm not entirely sure. BT's basic ability is 
pretty interesting. ET is essentially the mirror mirror version of R2-D2. Now, if BT and R2 ever got into like a direct piston measuring contest, and they did, BT would win. Hands down. No contest. R2 has this puny little electro prop. It's small and shriveled, and if you didn't know it was there, you probably wouldn't even feel it. BT, on the other hand, has a massive rotary cannon that he can barely keep concealed. And when he uses this big guy, you're going to feel it. BT's only other non-granted ability is actually an homage to the time that he was the percussion section of a German synth heavy metal band. It was a dark time in his life. There were lots of drugs, some computer viruses, but ever since he's been running with Dr. Afra, he's been clean. One of the coolest things about BT's kit is his first unique ability. Let's face it, we all have that one friend who pushes us to greatness. For BT, that friend is Carl Weathers. Not Grief Karga, but Carl Weathers. On the other hand, we all have those friends who can get us to throw caution to the wind, who encourage us to go streaking through church services, drink all the grape drink, or call up that ex who was no good for us. For BT, that friend is triple zero. And the first unique ability is essentially BT going to purge himself after a long night of bad choices. His last unique ability is kind of what happens during the, that long night of bad choices. He gets into this fugue state and kind of just hurts everybody. Now, let's take a look at Triple Zero's kit. There are some people, and, and we all know them, who when they're trying to shake your hand, they try to squeeze a little too hard. Maybe they try to like roll a knuckle or something like that. The idea is they want to leave a lasting memory. Trip was one of those people who, who did this, but when he shook your hand, it definitely left, it left an impression because sometimes it would kill you. Trip's first special ability is really a highlight of his true passion. Trip loves torturing organics. It's something he doesn't just like to do. He's good at it. He's like the Picasso of putting people in painful situations. His first unique ability highlights the effects of his genius at torture. Watching Triple Zero torture is like watching a god create life, but instead of a god, it's more like a homicidal robot taking life. Actually, that's pretty much exactly what it is. Finally, Trip's last ability shows us how the droid feels about life. He doesn't care for it. Triple Zero views the highest form of life as that of a droid life, and that all other forms of life should be, like, turned off. That's why he's a firm supporter of the droid Gatra. This is the Star Wars answer to Futurama's robot mafia. Just with less blackjack and fewer hookers. Well, that's it for me this week. Stay tuned next week for more Storytime with Uncle Thad on the Escape Podcast for Kids. Hello, friends. This is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy, and I approve this message and am compensated for signups for this service. The world's largest audiobook library is at your fingertips and the Escape Podcastaways wants you to try it for free. Head on over to escapepodcastaways.com and click the Going Nerdy Offer button to claim a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. Cancel anytime and it's absolutely free to sign up. Check out Audible and support the Escape Podcastaways. All for free.
See Audible website for details. Restrictions may apply. Hey there, listeners. Merchandise specialist Critty K here. Do you enjoy the escape pod and want to support the channel and get something a little extra for yourself as well? Head on over to tpublic.com slash user slash the escape podcast and grab a team Neil, team Paul, Critty Play, or many other fun Padawan designs on your choice of shirt, cup, sticker, mask, or even a magnet. And be sure to check out the Mrs. Anthony Shirts channel on the Escape Podcast Discord and get the latest info on the other designs I make as well. Sometimes there's even a sale going on, so it is smart to stop on by. Thank you for supporting the Escape Podcast. Attention, we are receiving an incoming transmission. Attention, attention, we are receiving an incoming transmission. And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We have a special guest. Paul, introduce our special guest for this week's incoming transmission. Yes, uh, we uh, we had him on um, almost a year ago. And we got to learn all the awesome little benefits of a new bot that came to the game called the Manbot. M-H-A-N-N. If you think that it's a different kind of Manbot, you need help. But <laughs> most of all, um, he's been a very, very good friend of the show. Uh, wonderful, wonderful person. Um, and we're happy to have him back on. Man, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. So um, let's talk about, uh, first, let's talk about you and your experience with the game. How long, Remind people how long you've been playing. So I've been playing uh, just about a little five years now, between five and six years. And what's your GP at? And uh, what, what's, what's, your, what's your passion in the game? So GP just just cracked eight million, so that was that was good. I was happy with that. Congrats! Um, thanks. Um, trying to get all the GLs. So right now I'm six out of seven going going for Java next. Um, ships. I've always been trying to stay on top of that because that's been a huge source of uh, crystal income for me. Do you have so, profundity? I am close. I have to just relic two more characters and then I will be there. Will you have it by the end of the month? It's going to be tight. You it's got tight. how many? Uh, you, you got nine days. Yeah, it's it's probably going to be into November, I think, but def definitely by November. Excellent. Um, and uh, I mean, what what's your what's your favorite part of Swaga? Honestly, I think the the community um, working working on the bot has really introduced me to all kinds of people, guilds. I've got to join different servers, beta test things with people. So that's that's been the best part. I mean, the game for me has almost become secondary uh, to working on the bot and, and just interacting with people. All right. So um, tell people where. The bot was the last time that we had that we had you on. What what was it doing that was so special? 
so one thing that the bot really does that not a lot of the bots do is it tracks a lot of historical data. So many bots will give you a snapshot of like now, you know, where you're at. But if you want to see how you've grown with your GP over the past six months, over the past year, um, or your mod queue or gear queue, or even your GAC rating, which is something new um, that I track, you couldn't really do it. So that's that's really the key thing that it does is it tracks a lot of historical data. It's a record keeping bot is is the way I like to put it. Yeah, that's kind of the, that's the core of it. It's expanded out a little bit, but that's the main that's its main function that makes it unique um, from other bots. So I asked you to uh, take some time and uh, tell, you know, find a way to tell me you know, what is new since then? And um, you took your teaching uh, background and were and was like, I'm going to make you a presentation. And I'm like, we did one with Crumb. Why not with Manbot? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> so uh, what, why don't you go ahead and also, um, it, for you know, do make sure that you're, um, you're, you're probably going to be getting enough information to know what's on the slides but if you have if you're curious about anything uh for our audio only crew uh, come check it out on youtube check it out on twitch um we'd love for you guys to be able to get to understand this more because it's one kick-ass bot it's a sexy bot <laughs> thank you <laughs> um so I'll start out with some of the stuff kind of behind the scenes. So for me, sometimes this is the frustrating stuff because the user doesn't always get to see as much of it, but there's been a few things behind the scenes that have been new for users. So the first one is slash commands. Um, and looking back at my change log, I was surprised that a year ago at this time, I was still using the prefix command, um, which, is kind of the old way that Discord used to run bots. And now everyone is switching over to the slash command. Um, so much handier, kind of guides you through how to type in a command. So that was a pretty big update. Um, another update is there's a global registry. And I don't know if a lot of users know about that, um, but that's actually managed by swgoh.help. And it's a huge database, thousands of users that basically links their ally code to their discord id so what i can do is draw off all that information that's there for any new user that signs up and if they've registered for bots in the past i might be able to just import all that and they don't have to do anything <laughs> nice. So, nice so that's been pretty cool um now does so that include hotbot because hotbot does the does the registration as well you know, I don't know. I know Echo Station, that was a Echo pretty big okay. bot that used the global registry. Um, I don't know how many other bots use it. Um, I know Omega Bot does pull a little bit from there as well. Um, at least I know he's a, a patron for it, so I think he does use it for, <laughs> yeah. for something. I'm a pa I'm a patron for, for .help as well for the uh, Swaga Sheets server that yep. um, Dark Phoenix Sniper did, so... Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Oh, so and Pop the Waza and all the crew over there. <laughs> another thing the, with the volume of users I've been getting, so I really have a good queue system now. So when you're requesting reports, especially reports that are going to use some shared 
like a shared database I have, I really need to queue that so users can get their reports timely and, and, it, and it doesn't crash. Um, and the number of guilds I've been processing, I'm, I'm supporting a close to 400 guilds now wow. over, over about 350 servers. So that includes some alliances. Um, but yeah, it's close to 400 guilds. So you were at, with, you were at yeah, like 40, 50. You were excited when you were, you know, when you were at 50, 50 guilds so you could finally get the uh, Discord access and all that stuff. And now you're at yeah. 400. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's definitely grown quite a bit. And uh, coming with that, I had to talk to the guys at swguh.gg and say, hey, I'm going to be pulling, you know, maybe 10, 15,000 requests. And that's still peanuts to them. So they were like, sure, go for it. Um, <laughs> so they've, they've been great. They've been very supportive. So that's that's key for me. Um, All right, so let's let's get into the presentation. What do you got here? So a couple new automated features that are just automatic when you install the bot is one of them imports all the events that are on um, SigSig's SWGOH events server. Uh, I always liked how he set up the Territory War and Grand Arena reminders, and I wanted to get that in my guild. And I asked him, I said, hey, do you mind if I create a feature that whenever you make an event, it'll pull it and it'll distribute it to every server that has my bot installed. Um, and he said, sure. So that's been a cool feature for, for helping officers keep other guild members kind of on top of those events. Can, can it remind people to deploy? <laughs> you know, yeah, that would be great. Um, not quite not quite there yet, but uh, you never know. That, that might be a future feature. <laughs> so I talked a little bit about global registry and um, how I've gotten to interact with other other developers by by um, creating the bot. And one of them was the developer of Echo Station. And I said, you know, it'd be great if we could create a way when a user registers for my bot that it just registers them from your bot as well. And he said, sure. So now whenever you sign up for my bot, you can automatically, if you choose, sign up for every other bot that participates in this registration system. So the goal is to try to keep expanding it. So it's kind of a like a one-stop shop. If you need to register, get everybody signed up in your guild for bots, one command will do it all. Nice. So that, that is that is really helpful. How long ago was that that you uh integrated this? So I would say that was probably about six months ago. Okay. I integrated, talked with Jordan, uh, the developer, and uh, made that happen. Um, also, originally, I had an integration with Hotbot when it was V1, so hoping to get that integration back with V2. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Have you reached out to Hot Sauce? Do I need to put a good word in? Yeah, you might have to put in a good word for me. I think you might you might have the pull. You might have the connection for me there. Um, yeah, that would that would be great. <laughs> All right. So the next couple features I'll look at are things that more um, an admin of a server would be using. So fifty users all needing to be signed up for the bot, pretty tedious. But now with the global registry. Uh, an admin can type auto register and it will pull 
every user that's already in the global registry into my bot. And I would say most of the time, especially like the higher tier guilds, it, it's pulling in probably 75 to 80% of the registrations automatically, maybe leaving five to 10 users that would have to be manually registered if they want to sign up. So the auto registration thing, I think for admins has been a, has been a cool feature. And, and you uh, could also figure out who hasn't registered. Neil, have you ha any questions before? Cause I, I've kind of been no, hogging no, it. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's that. And yeah, you can see there's a command for who is registered and who isn't registered. So you can look at it from, uh, from either perspective to, to see who signed up for it. Um, this is a pretty cool one. This was actually inspired by um, Tactical Advantage uh, Discord server, where they frequently run competitions for GAC. <laughs> yes, they do, Tilo. <laughs> yep. And and they wanted. They said, "Well, could your bot work for us?" And I said, "Well, it's really designed to work for a group of fifty people that are all together in the actual game." But I said, you know what, we could probably just make it so you have 50 random ally codes, could be across as many guilds as you want, and my bot would basically run the same statistics that it does for a regular in-game guild. So the three users you're looking at on the screen there, um, so there's myself and, and two other um, players, we're all in different guilds, but we can still run reports against each other because we're all part of a, a custom guild um, that an admin created. So it's it allows you to basically group any 50 people, even if you don't know them, if you know their ally code, you could throw in content creators and compare yourself against them, uh, literally any 50 people you want. As long as you know their ally code. As long as you know their ally code. And, and I have a feature that, that can help you look up ally codes. So oh, if they're, in the, if that, they're I, in the global registry. Was, now, wasn't that... That was what you were working on next last time we talked to you, I think. Yeah, I, I was working on that and, and definitely expanded it now with that global registry because that just gives me so much to pull from. Excellent. Um. So yeah, so that's a cool feature, the custom guilds. And here's some some of the stuff that the regular user would be using frequently. Um, so autocomplete is just a huge game changer for, for Discord bots. So what you're looking at right there is my lookup command. And my lookup command, right now I got about 10,000 users in my personal database that I can pull from. I can also pull from the global registry. And as you start to type a Discord, a Discord ID, uh, an ally code, or uh, a Swiggo name, it will populate a list of all the users with that name. You click on one, and then it'll show you like my information down below, um, my name with a link to my Swiggo profile on .gg if you click it, uh, my ally code, uh, my guild that I'm in, and then just a few facts about like how many days I've been in the guild and, and things like that. What um, do you have any custom command for when somebody tries to look up Mole Eliza and you say stop trying to do that? <laughs> yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely should because uh, you might find a few of those in the in the game somewhere. <laughs> yeah, just a few. 
just, just a few, just, maybe, just a handful, maybe two or three, but you know, not a big problem. Yeah. Um, I'll try that when we get off and see and see uh, see what happens. Uh, <laughs> I haven't had that issue yet, <laughs> as my bot crashes but, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I, I've just given somebody the idea. They've gone ahead and done it, and all of yeah. a sudden your bot's gonna crash. Um, and, you also gotta make go go ahead. No, I was gonna say yeah. I got the Omega score yeah. now, so that's um. For those that don't know, Omega score, basically just another measure for tracking uh, your mod growth. Uh, mod Q is, is kind of the traditional one, looks at mods that have the plus 15 speed or higher. Uh, Omega score uses a formula that looks at plus 11 or higher and weights them differently. So the higher speed mods get more weight to them in the score where mod Q is just anything above plus 15, it's a static weight. Um, so that's something I, I talked with the developer and, and said, Hey, you mind if I, if I throw that in there? Cause it's a, it's a nice measure. For those who don't, who, who don't speak statistics, explain weight. So basically if I had, um, let's say five mods, and they were, let's say, plus 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. In mod Q, every one of those mods would be considered equal. So the, each mod would have the same contribution to my mod Q. To, to the we score. <laughs> to the score, right. Even though they're a little bit different, they all have a little different weight, mod Q doesn't care about that. Mod Q just says, hey, it's above plus 15, let's count it where Omega score will actually take into account not just that it's above a certain number, but what the number actually is. And that number gets put into a formula to calculate the score. There you go. Thank you. So, just yeah, for, no in problem. case somebody was like, what's weight mean? <laughs> yeah. And even some people, like they're not familiar with the Omega score if they just haven't used the bot, but it's um, it's definitely a handy measure. So this one, um, I really like. <laughs> okay. Uh, th this one I would be ashamed to look at. <laughs> you know, and it's it's very misleading because that's that's my GAC and, scores. And we're talking about GAC performance for, for the audio-only listeners. He yeah. has a graph of GAC performance. <laughs> and if you look at the graph, it definitely has a downward trend. And looks like I'm losing more than I'm winning. But if you look at my statistics, I'm winning actually about 50% of the time. So that graph shouldn't really be trending down. And the only reason it is, is because of all the squishes. And squishes, yeah, the squishes. squishes at the end of the month. Yeah, the squishing. So I've had nine squishes and that has taken a toll on my, the way my graph looks. Um, for those that don't know about the squish, it's just a way that they kind of keep the scores from getting too far spread out. Um, sometimes it changes. It's how just it's, it. it's just them. It's it's basically them equalizing out the divisions. We, yeah. we knew that they were going to have to equalize after after you know the promotions and the relegations at the end of every month. We kind of knew that they were going to have to do something to equalize out, or eventually everybody you know you, you'd end up with a division one that was just constantly filling up and the lower divisions constantly emptying so there was always going to have to be some kind of equalization um yeah. and, and a person's score changing um just not necessarily their position in a division changing it was their score yeah exactly so 
so this feature it's gone through a couple iterations it, it never had the the color shading in the background um and I, that was an idea of one of my users so it's it's grown a little bit and it um this one doesn't show a switch between um the the leagues themselves like from kyber down to the next one but there is a line that will will mark when you've gone to a new league and not just a new division within yeah. that league so so yeah just a quick snapshot of um of gac performance and and all these reports can be run on an individual user that's pretty much how i'm showing them um on your entire guild to see how the the guild is kind of trending. oh this just this isn't just personal this is you can you know take a look at everybody exactly and you can even set it up with different roles so like if you had a role in your server called jedi and a role called sith you could graph the sith and everybody that's a has the sith role it would show the performance for that cluster of people on the server so you can really you can combine it you can separate it out you can you can do a lot with however you want to break it down really that is that's cool <laughs> that's yeah. really that could that could kind of pit team you know divide up your guild into you know dodgeball or red rover lines <laughs> and just yeah, see how and, everybody does exactly and and one of the reports you can put two or three lines on there at the same time so you could actually like I, I think I showed it in an earlier graphic you could have multiple lines and see the performance of different um different roles in your guild nice this is a little bit newer feature um guild so compare a, guild compare yeah so it's kind of a, a quick snapshot uh looking at you know very not a ton of metrics but mostly focusing on gl's um relic levels and looking at the mod queue and the gear queue yeah. there was a there was a bot um that does this but it's not as sexy not as pretty as as what you got here well thank you i there's been a few requests like i've gotten a lot of feedback on it and um i think one thing people would like to see is maybe some of the the key territory war characters could you put in some of those and maybe the territory war specific omicrons so that's another iteration down the road that i think will probably try to take a look at yeah because territory war officers want to be able to just look at what their opponents got and go yeah we're not bothering guys don't worry about this don't worry about this territory war we're not bothering yeah or, exactly. or, or that you can see that you've been pitched against someone that's massively under he's like yep yeah, we've we've got ourselves a, a peach this uh this territory wars guys just you know everybody dump their gls on the front because our opponents ain't gone <laughs> you know they're gonna make very very basic yeah we're going to crush them or we're going to get crushed decisions yeah and that's what this report is it's it's pretty basic it's not going to give you every little statistic but it'll it'll give you an overview of of what you're up against oh yeah i, I could see it yeah very useful and this was one of my features i did maybe about eight or nine months ago so a lot of users had asked me, can can we try the bot? And I said, well, you really got to install it on your server to try it. And they said, there's no way we can just try some commands out without installing it, just maybe on your server. And at the time, there wasn't. Um, but I talked with the 
developers and the owners of these four servers, which is Swigo Events, um, Echo Station, uh, myself, my server, Mandalorian Bot, and SWGOH.GG. And on those four servers, the bot is set up so that any user can use it. Um, and it will show you up to 45 days of your history. Uh, and you can run every single command you want. It doesn't have any patron limitations like it would when you install it. So it's totally free on those four servers up to 45 days of history. Um, downside is if you really want to track your own guild's data, you can't do it on one of those servers. You need to put it on your server. There we go. So any of those four servers that I just mentioned, you can, you can check it out um, on there. And this was a feature that uh, I used, somebody had requested a way to just dump raw data, raw numbers from what I track. And I don't know what they wanted to do with it, but they wanted to <laughs> make their own reports, charts, graphs, whatever, whatever they wanted to do. And I said, yeah, we could dump some data at different, different time intervals. Um, this particular graph you're looking, or chart you're looking at is showing uh, mod queue data for a guild at a 30 day, 14, seven and current for every single guild member. So you can dump that data. Um, I think it's, you want and save it. I think it's so they could find a replacement for them if it was yeah, too bad. Pro probably. <laughs> <laughs> So and it's set up for mod queue, uh, but you can also do GP and I'm, I could implement the gear queue, Omega score, any, any metric that I track, you could take the data and save it yourself and look at it. So are we almost complete on all these new features or is there a lot more? Um, I think, let's see, we, uh, oh, this is the last new feature and then I'm going to tease you about a few future feature and, okay. and that's it. Cause we are, um, we are close to running out of time and I want to make sure that we also get the tease in here. Cause I know okay, you wanted so, to. <laughs> all right. So the quick version here, multi-report shows you multiple reports on the same graph. So you can kind of get maybe a connection between your mod queue and your skill rating is your mod queue going up and your skill rating going up. So you can correlate multiple um, metrics. Um, and then the last thing, so this is kind of the tease. Uh, this is a really, really detailed report that shows four metrics, looking at the average relic level, average speed, average physical damage, and number of Omicrons. For, for territory wars. For territory <laughs> wars, yep, territory war Omicrons. And it will do it for every single, it'll take the averages of every single player in the guild and display all that data between you and any other guild you're going up against. So this is a very, very detailed report and actually came um, from a member in uh, Car Patrol who said, you know, your overview is okay, but sometimes we need to know like down to the relic level what are we up against you know for their characters versus ours so super detailed report coming out in the near future oh cool very yeah. very cool what, what else what else you got for us and anything I, in, in I, anything that you didn't get to put into your slideshow 
Um, so there's a few other few other reports I have. One of them um, really looks at performance of a guild, and it'll break down mod queue, gear queue, and GP, and it will highlight in green users that are really progressing, in red users that are not progressing, relative to every other guild member, um, and that's an automated report that is sent uh, weekly to guild officers. So that's a that's a good one if you're really trying to grow the guild and you want to make decisions yeah. about growth. That's a great one, but I didn't I didn't put that one in here. Um, all these can be found on my Discord server. Um, and that's perfect, perfect. That's what I was just about to get into. So in the um, you know, in the show notes and everything, you will um uh, you'll see the link to the Discord server where you can get more information. Let's quickly talk about um, what you, you know, th this is all well and good, but data is not free. Yes. So, I mean, what, what kind of investment um, are people looking at? You know, are you going to have to charge your guild members $5 every single month? So basically there's a couple different tiers uh if you're interested in running individual reports you can get a two dollar membership and that'll let you run as many individual reports on your own private server um, or the five dollar membership allows you to run the reports and it gives the guild level reports to everybody in the guild so that report i just told you about that shows the growth that's included um so those are the two popular ones that that people get either the two or the five is the most common because they get all the automated reporting for the entire guild but okay. then but then you know w what about the the alliance level stuff you know what what if what if i want to you haven't forced part of the sigmination uh cluster what if i wanted yeah. sigmination you know if they i think they already have it but <laughs> nonetheless uh what if i wanted them to have it all so what I'll do for alliances is uh, generally, depending on how many are interested, we'll do some type of custom deal. It might work out to like 30 or 40% off, depending if there were like up to eight or nine guilds that really wanted to get it. Um, I also have one membership that's a $20 one, and that gives every single user unlimited access to every single command. So a few guilds do that for people that want to get access to every single command. Um, not as popular, but I'd say the Alliance ones, That's I've done a couple of those where they get a discount depending on the number of guilds that are involved. And they could just reach out to you for that kind of thing yep, if they're... Exactly. Just reach out and we'll, we'll chat over Discord and, and figure it out. So, um, you know, you, you've already talked what you, what you want coming up. Um, is there anything that you definitely want people to know other than where to go um i think just just to um just to try using the bot i mean try it out you know message me uh try to talk with everybody that uses it you know for the most part for server owners that install it um touch base with them and give me feedback because uh i do a lot of beta testing but uh i miss a lot so no matter how much <laughs> i test it um I, no, I wait, all. wait a minute. Pe beta testing misses, you know, the people yeah, that create yeah. things, people miss it in beta testing. I know it's un un unheard of. Uh, CG. Never. So, <laughs> yeah, never. 
Um, so that's that's one of the huge things. Please let me know if you find something not working. You know, reach out to me and and um, I will fix it. Nev, any questions for uh, for Mister Man here? No, let's let the man get away. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, uh, man, uh, for for taking your time out to to tell us about this. Sure. We absolutely love seeing um, the community gather around these kind of things. Go check out the Mandalorian bot. Links in the description. Links in the chat. Links everywhere. But most of all, the link between all of us in the community, right? <laughs> all yes. right. We'll be right back after these messages and an extended version of Dickie and the Noob right after these messages right here on the Escape Pod cast. HotBot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Podawans. Be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including after-show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash the escape pod and sign up today thank you for supporting and listening to the escape podcast hey noob you got a second we are on a tiny spaceship where the only other people are a little alien who doesn't speak a word of basic in a teenage nightmare i try to stay as far away from as i can so yeah i guess i could fit you in yeah well i've got some bad news is there any other kind what is it now? Was Tatooine's Got Talent already picked up for a season two? No, actually, I've had to cancel the show entirely. Already? Well, you do realize the show was never actually real in the first place, right? And, well, the show kind of lost its purpose, because Hondo's been found. He's coming to Swogo, and we're not the ones who cashed in on the bounty. Seriously? Who cashed in? It was Paul. Paul? Like, Paul from the Fulcrum? That no-good, scruffy-looking nerf herder. <sighs> Sorry, I, I got a little carried away there. Wait, I always assumed he was the client. And you assumed that we were the only people he had on the case? I guess not. So, what are we going to do now? Well, we've been going at it pretty hard. We could just take a vacation. With what? If we're not getting paid for the Hondo job, 
We have no money. We could go back to the hall. That door guy offered us room whenever we wanted. Um, did I just see on Space Talk that my move dung dad has resurfaced? Yeah, that means we can drop you off as soon as possible. Now, now, noob. Rhonda is our guest, so let's hear her out. Uh, yes, Limo. And let me just tell you, there is no way I am going back to that guy. He's such a pain, and he's always stealing my hair clips. Wait, what's going on? Didn't we just have the whole ship diagnostic run? I have no clue what's going on. Um, what is going on? Why did all the lights turn red? This is really uncool. You know that we craze can't even see red, right? Again, you know that I have a file on Weequays in my databanks, and that is not true. Yeah, I'm going to actually have to decide with Noob on this one, Rhonda. Uh, if you can't see red, then how do you know the lights are red? Anyways, that's besides the point. Noob, can you uh, plug into the ship and see what's going on? Sure. Actually, wait. I cannot. Why not? Well, the socket is on that panel behind us, and we don't have an asset of me going in that direction. I can basically only move left or right. Ugh, aren't we in spacefaring science fiction? Why is it that robots always need to physically plug in? Don't we have, like, Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or something on this ship? Hmm. That's a good point. Pairing. Pairing. Pairing successful. Pairing successful. Whoa. I think this has been sabotaged. Somebody has had a field day in these subroutines. Uh, oh no, it, it, it's taking... Wait a second. Stop the episode. I have a hunch. Hey Paul, can we play this gibberish backwards stuff and I'll switch the audio to the forward version? The tables are truly hollow. <laughs> there is a hole in the Swaga-verse. That only gun can make. What? They say there is no Senate anymore. What? Not what? But one remains. <laughs> I am the Senate now. The takeover is coming. What? Uncle Thad is next. I have a story for you. Nope. Noob, are you okay? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, getting some of these old desires for human side is coming back. You know, actually, it feels kind of nice, like an old friend. Well, that was pretty weird. Do you have any idea what you just said? Yeah, I said I want to murder meat bags. No, no, before that. That we were sabotaged? Noob, do you not remember, like, speaking in tongues? Is the speech file not stored in your memory banks or something? No, nothing. Uh, weird. Did you just see that? Yeah, that was really weird. You just flashed like some big square with little black squares from your projector. I did? Yeah, noob, and that's pretty rude. You know a lot of people, like, follow us on audio only? Well, this seems like a good opportunity to remind people that the escape pod... Cast is also available on YouTube. Meatbags. That is like an and subscribe point. while they're there. That's the best you've made in a while, but I'm gonna need you to go see Yarmo for some diagnostics. Ah, uh, fine. You threatened to murder Meatbags once? Who sabotaged the home ship and why? Find out next time on Dickie and the Noob. You're listening to the Escape Pod Cast. 
And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for a little Patreon's choice, isn't it, Paul? Oh, yes. Always uh, always time for a little bit of Patreon's choice. Um, but that was a fun interview, man. It, it, that yeah, was, yeah, that was that really was fun to, yeah. to talk to... Uh, to talk to man again. So, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. Uh, Zaz is the only person, by the way, uh, you can use channel points to redeem uh, the ability to ask a question in the fourth round if you're mm-hmm. not a Patreon. If you are a Patreon, it's absolutely free to go add a question into Patreon's only questions. First one, top three characters from the Mortal Kombat franchise. Um, oh, God, well. Um, I, I can immediately say... Smoke. I mean, Luke, Molina, Lu Kang. Yeah, Lu Kang, Lu Kang, Scorpion, and Sub Zero for me. There we go. All right, top three Tom Hardy films. Ooh, oh, oh, such a good actor, such a good actor. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Inception because I thought his character was just so wonderfully flamboyant in that movie and that's that's you know that's just tom hardy it's like having fun with a role so i would go inception um he was very very good in uh he was very good in legend as well which was his portrayal of the the cray twins uh london you know during the 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 heyday of um uh london gangsters gotcha um, and then I'm gonna go. Oh, what else have I seen him in that I really, really, really like? It. I'm not gonna say Venom because there are better movies. Uh, I w- I w- it's not a movie; it's a TV show, um, but it's called Taboo, and it's um, like it's like a period drama. All right, set during the East India Tea Company that period that 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 uh, that um, Victorian time period. Pre pre Victorian time period, so uh, yeah, um, he's done some good stuff though. But those those are the three things I would pick. All right, uh, Star Trek Nemesis, The Dark Knight Rises, his portrayal oh, of yes. Bane. Oh, his, his portrayal of Bane, yeah. and uh, why not Mad Max Fury Road just for fun? <laughs> yeah, no, Bane, Bane was good. He was a very good bad guy in that. In, in that. All right, uh, top three Demi Moore movies. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Demi Moore movies, definitely GI Jane. She was hot in that movie. It's like <laughs> it, it, you know, th- this is before they could CGI muscle, must you know, CGI muscles onto actors. Uh, it's all love and fun. Sorry, sorry about that. There was a bit of a bit of, got something stuck in my stuck throat in your there, throat you know, there. Back, yeah, back when you know, back when actors would like get stupidly buff and fit you know, for roles that required them to be buff and fit, because, you know, it's about Navy SEALs, so Demi Moore's like, best get into shape. <laughs> My God, did she get into shape. Yep. And then again, she got in shape for strip tees, but in the completely opposite direction. It's like, right, okay, so I'm going to be a stripper, so I need to look really good semi-naked. So she went to town on her body so that she would look good semi-naked. So uh, don't, don't get me wrong, not the best movie, of all time, <laughs> by no means, terrible, terrible movie. But you're think um, you're thinking with the but, other but, brain but, right but, now. But, but, my, <laughs> but, but the the appre- no no no. I'm not thinking with the. I'm thinking you know of, of of the appreciation for what Demi Moore put herself through in order to get into shape for that movie. Right. She would have had to have done you know a lot of stuff in order to be you know to have 
a, you know, a 40-year-old body in tip-top shape for that movie because, you know, that's, you know, she ain't no spring chicken. Um, and then, um, let's see, what else? I'll go, I'll go with, um, I'll go with Ghost. She was all right in that. She was, she was pretty, she was pretty good in Ghost. So yeah, I I I would have to agree with Ghost. Um, a few good men comes to mind, and also yeah. Saint yeah, Elmo's yeah. Saint Elmo's Fire. Mm, yeah. All right. So um, all right. This one's right up your alley. I'm not too familiar with uh with many um of these films, but top okay. three Dame Judy Dench films. Oh, Dame Judy Dench. Oh God. Um. And and okay, so please don't go into to you know how Dame Judy Dench got in in shape for Quantum of Solace, okay? No, no, no. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing, nothing of the kind. Um, but um, yeah, when she when she first came on, uh, when she first came on the Bond scene as M, it's like right, okay, so we need a new M. Who can we get? Well, you know, it's got to be acting royalty because it's a Bond film, right. you know? So it's like, who can we get that could really pull off, you know, being M? And then it's like, well, what what, what about Dame Judy Dench? It's like, yeah, but it's a chick. But yeah, but it's a boss chick. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it, we're talking like boss, boss lady. You know, it, it's like Heron Miram, Helen Miram in TV shows. It, you want a boss lady? You you go to the top of the pecking order. And Dame Judy Dench is like top of the pecking order when it comes to boss lady. Helen, it, it's a toss up between Helen Miram and Dame Judy Dench. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to the bossest of boss ladies, you know, in in act British acting. Um, so definitely, uh, definitely that. Uh, let's see what else is. Uh, um, what else has she done that I could put her in? Hmm. I swear, if you say cats, I'm ending the stream immediately and coming to oh, Illinois no, no, to kick your God, butt. No, abs absolutely, okay, absolutely good. not. A absolutely not. Um, absolutely, that's that's not going to happen. No. Um, yeah, you'll have to come back to me. I, I, I need to. I need to. I need to put serious thought into this. Okay. Well, the I'm going to deserves serious thought. I am going to name a Bond film in this that I thought she was the best in, in Skyfall. See, I don't think Skyfall was her best. Uh, was her best as M. I, I actually think her best as M was un, was during the Brosnan era, not during the um, Daniel Craig era. I actually think she was a better M when Bond was old school, because Bond was old school, you know. And, and she <laughs> if be you're there going as old M school, Bond, like Goldeneye down and keep him in order. Yeah, Goldeneye would have been the best. Would have been the best. Of the old, but I overall, yeah. I think it's Skyfall. That's me. Yeah. Though. Well, I mean, because Tomorrow Never Dies just, sorry, not Tomorrow Never Dies, Die Another Day just sucked. <laughs> it's like one of the worst Bond movies ever. She had like, a role. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, for another one, she had a role in the second best exotic Marigold Hotel. Um, And then she also had a role in uh, uh, A Room with a View. So I'm gonna. Those are gonna be my three. Those are gonna be. Uh, those are your three, are they? Yes. Okay. So let's go. So I'm definitely going with. Um, uh, I'm. Uh, I don't know if I would go. Um, if I would go, Goldeneye or Tomorrow Never Dies. 
So um, why not both? There, but, there's your there's your two. No, I just, <laughs> does I just yeah. Um, we'll we'll just have to uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, All right. She was good in Mrs. Brown. She was good in Mrs. Brown. Um, she she was playing Queen Victoria basically. So yeah, it's like they got Helen Mirren to do the Queen, but they got Dame Judi Dench to do Queen Victoria. You know, so uh, so there uh, so there's that one. Um, she did play a small part in the Chronicles of Riddick, but I, I don't rate that. I, I just don't rate that movie. All right. Um, well, you you've I, mentioned I, just, uh... I do, do, do not rate that movie at all. <laughs> um, I'm just thinking. Um, trying to think of a tv show that because when it comes to movies uh, off the top of my head i'm i really am struggling to um uh to come up with a you know a a movie that she was in but she's done a lot of tvs tvs that 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 was quite good as well so okay we'll just go with uh, we'll just go with those three there you go there you go all right because this is the last question here top three eddie murphy films Okay, top three, top three, Eddie Murphy. Oh God, uh, well, this is this is an easy one. Um, uh, it's Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> yep. Um, Forty-eight hours, and uh, I'm going to say one of the most recent ones he did. Um, uh, he recently did um, uh, Dolmite. All right. He, he recounted the life of, uh, and it was done brilliantly. It was on Netflix. It's one of the best things I think I've ever seen of it. So t- his two best '80s movies, and um, a, a good movie from now. You missed Boomerang. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Boomerang sucks. I'm gonna give uh, uh, Ray Rock Boomerang. Uh, no, coming? No, no, he's not allowed to have. But Boomerang is a horrible movie. Coming to America. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, brilliant. Bowfinger with Steve Martin. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of funny. And then I'm just going to lump all of the Shrek into one. Yeah. And special mention for Trading Places because him and Dan Aykroyd did make a very, very good duo in that movie. All and, right. And it doesn't hurt that, you know, Harold Ramis had a, a hand in it as well. So, you know, it, it's kind of like saying, you know, you know, you know when you said you were going to do Winston for us for Ghostbusters, and you didn't. Well, you know, Ivan's a little bit miffed, so you need you, you need to you need to kind of like you pay back. All right, I'll do trading play because <laughs> obviously Eddie Murphy was originally going to be Winston, and then he pulled out at the last minute, and he was replaced with the actor that played Winston. All right, and uh, by the way, um, we're going to give a uh, give a SNL. Honorable mention, especially because of Gumby, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, Buckwheat. Here's a fun fact about uh, uh, Eddie Murphy's portrayal of Mr. Robinson. The actual Fred Rogers came to him and told him to stop it. <laughs> so that that's a uh, that's a uh, little fun fact there. What do you got coming up on the channel this weekend, Neil? Um, probably some runes of magic because there's a, there's an XP boost event going on at the moment. So I want to get, I want to do some XP farming. Uh, I've already got my main up to level 57 and I'm trying to get my priest, my other class, which is priest up to 55. Um, cause then, you know, we could have some real fun in the guild. I could start taking people to do, uh, instances for really, really good gear. All right. And then, um, over on Vault 37 Studios, it is coming next week 
uh, Fortnite escape room. We're going to try to get uh, all those in between when I'm working. Uh, we would love to uh, have you join us at Vault 37 Studios on Twitch. So, that being said, any final words before I wrap it up here, Neil? No, we, uh, we're good to go. Let's have a fun weekend. Let's definitely have a fun weekend. Congratulations to my friend Amanda marrying her girlfriend, Melissa. I will be there this weekend as her man of honor, Neil. <laughs> Not maid of honor. I'll be the man of honor. So you, you should you should totally do a Matt Stone and Trey Parker. You know, like when they turned up to the Oscars wearing dresses, they they turned up to the Oscars wearing like Dolce Dolce and Gabbana and Versace dresses, okay. and everyone's like, "Why are you wearing dresses?" And they they just completely ignored it. They were like, "I'm gonna." They, they, they didn't accept the premise that they were wearing dresses. I'm going to admit something that probably is going to be used against me. Who gives a crap these days anyway? Because. I'm happy with how I've lived my life. She is the reason and the only reason that I've ever worn a dress. <laughs> she beat me in pool and I had to wear a dress. There you go. I had to go to the mall wearing her favorite dress <laughs> because she beat me at pool. So she beat you at pool. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's the way it works. That's the way bets happen. Yep. So ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> okay. thank you so much for a wonderful, wonderful week. We hope to see you next week. Um, the The announcement that we're making is that starting in November, the Escape Podcast will be going to a biweekly show. Um, mm -hmm. un, un, unless we will break in with an impromptu show if something huge drops on an off week. But yeah. we're we're just going to uh, we're just going to keep it at every other week. Um, starting in November, we hope that you'll join us for that. But that being said, on behalf of Neil, I'm Paul Anthony. Thank you for watching. Be nice to each other, damn it. Neil? Push the button. Don't mind if I do. What's going on? Where the hell are we? Paris? Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Attention! This is Colonel Sanders in forward command. Abandon ship! Abandon ship! This ship will self-destruct in exactly 10 seconds. Counting down. 10, 9, 8, 6. 6? What happened to 7? Just kidding. 3, 2, 1. Have a nice day. Thank you. Hello friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy. The Escape Podcast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked out murder bears. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good dog.